Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, and welcome to Maximize Your Influence. This is Podcast 454. Kurt Mortensen here as we take a deep dive into persuasion, motivation, influence, and our brain. A deeper dive than last time on our brain, on our unconscious processes, what's really happening, what we can see, what we don't see, and how can we use that to become more influential and more charismatic and even persuade ourselves. Some people go as far as saying, how do you manipulate yourself? Hmm, interesting thought as we take a deep dive today. And I saw all types of weather this week. I left a training at 19 degrees, flew to Orlando, Florida at 91 degrees. Wow, what a big difference a couple hour flight will make. But shout out to Orlando, did a hardcore sales training. I mean, those that are hardcore sales professionals, they are on the rooftop shouting, I'm in sales, I'm the best of the best. It was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about your sales IQ, how to read people better, emotional intelligence, that EQ. If you want to be successful in sales, you start thinking, acting, doing what other top salespeople do. You want to be a millionaire, you start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do. So we went into the formula. And going back to your math days, at the bottom of the formula is your mindset, meaning if your mindset is zero or negative, it makes everything else zero or negative. So we started there, went to some new sales tools just based on the latest science. So we had some fun with that. Shout out to my sales professionals out there. And I love it. They work on themselves uh, every day. So let's get into, I think, a blunder. You might call it a blinja. So I'm not going to name names. This was at an airport. This was a, one of my favorite restaurants. And of course, there's this problem with having enough people to work, having enough cooks. And I was just thinking about it. The place was pretty much empty. And I had to wait 15 minutes to get a seat. Now, my question is, is it better to wait out? So this is an airport out just on the standard hard airport seats and wait for them to call my name. Or is it better to sit inside the restaurant and sit in a chair and wait for a waiter to come? With the expectation, knowing it's going to be 15 minutes. So think about that. Give me your thoughts on that one. It's interesting with the psychology of waiting. In fact, if you're interested in the psychology of waiting, there's a whole podcast in the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com because there's a whole psychology of waiting at a mall, at a supermarket, at an amusement park. You can also go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com to contact me or go straight to Kurt, K-U-R-T at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's also the home to get more information on our advanced training and your free Persuasion IQ assessment. Let's find out where you rank. So, so let's continue on the distraction part. You look at amusement parks, and this includes all of them, especially Disneyland. They're really good at this to where they'll say, hey, it's a 45-minute wait and it's only going to be 30 they will have you go into a room of distractions, things happening, things going on, robotics, the whole thing, depending on the type of ride it is, distraction. That reduces your perception of time. Then, of course, you go through the lines back and forth, back and forth. You're almost there, you're almost there. You go to another room, and you turn the corner, and you think you're there, but no, it's another room. You keep going, you go. Because if you saw the whole line of what you were going to do, 
you probably wouldn't get into it. So I think we could take that to this situation. So it was a 15-minute wait. Maybe it's, hey, five minutes out here, go ahead and wait. We'll get you your table going here as a menu. Go ahead and take a look at it. Distraction. You're looking at something. You're doing something. You're one step closer to ordering food. And let us know. We could sit you, but it's going to be 10 minutes till your waiter or waitress has come. So that's a different thing, a different room, just like Disneyland. But you manage your perceptions, and you're there. You might even say, hey, it's 15 minutes, then come in 10 minutes. So I'd probably do a little half and half, both of that, manage those expectations and understand the psychology of waiting. So you let me know. Blunder, Ninja, do you like to wait outside, inside? What would you like to do? Yeah, hit me up at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And of course, if we use your email on the show, you get the free gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com, where you get access to everything. All my books, all my audios, all my videos, everything under one roof. In fact, go to the link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. We'll give you a special, or it's not paying monthly or annually. It's one shot for the rest of your life, lifetime membership. So we're going to do the email article together. Let's start with the email. Oh, boy. This is from Shannon from Tampa, Florida. We met in Orlando. All right, so that tells me you're in sales. I'm excited for setting my new goals this year and the tools that I learned. But what I want, can you do a deeper dive on the brain? I know you talked about it last week, but how can I use this to change myself, be more motivated, and change others? Well, do we want to take a deeper dive? I mean, we went pretty deep last week, but we can go deeper. Again, we've learned more about the brain in the last 10 years and the last 100 years combined. Well, just as a review last time, we talked about the iceberg of influence, those hidden subconscious persuasive triggers. Even we talked about the monkey business illusion. I don't know if you followed the link and went to YouTube and watched it where you're counting the number of times they pass a basketball and a gorilla came out. And most people don't see it because they're focused on other things. We spent time talking about how willpower, being hangry, when you're hungry and angry, being tired, fatigue, anger, being frustrated, full of resentment, any of those can affect the persuasion process. In the interesting article, we talked about shootings in cities in the United States go up on hot days. And so that is another trigger. Remember, it can be a smell, it can be music, sound, color, facial expressions, facial hair. Can you see their eyes, amount of eye contact, gestures, help, hurt, the tone of their voice? Or even when someone acts similar to somebody else and you're just not sure why, they just, you just feel like you don't like them, you don't want to talk to them, you want to run. And that happens to you in the persuasion process. So a deeper dive is what you want. Let's go there. You know, I do hesitate. So let me do a disclaimer here. This is not for the faint of heart. And it's hard for people to believe that it's happening to them. It's other people, not them. And they want to feel that as a human, they want to be in more control. That's my disclaimer, okay? <laughs> it's just like your prospects who say, well, that wouldn't work for me. I'm different. Our business is different. Well, they got lucky. Well, that's not a normal situation. Well, they're not that sharp. And I know you've met people that weren't very smart, but they got the promotion. You're like, wait a minute. So there's that street smarts, understanding the brain, that emotional intelligence, that sales intelligence that we'll be talking about. So to answer that, let's get into the geeky scarly article. This comes from NeuroInsights. The author is, or at least the screen name is NS Raghaven. Give you credit there. Yale University Medical News Today and Scientific American. 
Remember, 95% of influence involves that, that trigger, that feeling. There's a lot going with our brain. There's the conscious, mental, we're aware of side. Some call that the logical side. Then there's the subconscious, under the radar, invisible to the radar, emotional side sometimes. Here's the crazy thing we're going to be talking about. Is that your unconscious brain can process around 11 million, get that 11 million pieces of information per second. I mean, it's all just coming in. What we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're feeling, the temperature, the gestures, 11 million pieces. Isn't that crazy high? That's the unconscious. Of course, your conscious brain can't handle that much. Your brain would explode. You'd get nothing done because it would be a constant bombardment of information. So here's the kicker is that your conscious brain can process 40 pieces of information per second. You get that? So you got 11 million coming in and your brain's got to decide which 40 it's going to choose on. So you've got that big 11 million unconscious. That's the bottom 90% of the iceberg. It's actually more than that. And then there's the 40 pieces that your conscious is grasping. So let's get into the article about our unconscious processes keep us alive and it changes how we respond to external stimuli. And I wonder what the percent the animal kingdom's in. You know, when you approach an animal and they're looking at you, do I run? Do I get the food? Are they safe? Are they going to shoot me? Are they going to love me? I wonder what percent. I don't know. Throw it out there. Let me know if you do. And let me know if you're interested. I'll look it up for you if you want to know more. Bottom line here is the research over the past couple of years has helped us understand those unconscious processes that help us survive as humans. Or now, just live day to day. Do, don't do, trust, don't trust, run, don't run, buy, don't buy, has to feel right. Remember that 95%. So it's the unconscious mind, we call it subconscious, unconscious, same thing, that handles our basic physical functions like breathing, heart rate, our immune system. Now, think about that for a second. If you had to think about, okay, I need to breathe, keep my heart going. Oh, there's a virus in my body, I need to take care of it. You couldn't handle it, it just happens how incredible is that for our human body? But it's also that unconscious mind that creates feelings, intuitions, gut reactions, helps us prioritize what's the most important thing for us to do right now. And a lot of the times when your brain's on cruise control, it always follows that path of least resistance. What's that easiest habit to create, easiest thing to do? We talked about that last week, that thinking takes a lot of work. And sometimes our brain just finds the easiest way to do it. And that can be good, that can be bad, just like habits. Are they good or bad? Yeah, it depends. So we dive into this, I'm gonna quote it here. Recent studies also show that contextual priming is the mechanism that generates subconscious processes that influences us to make more precise adjustments to the way we think, behave, and react to all the events and people at any given context. So basically this priming, this feeling, these subconscious processes our brain is going to adjust, change the way we think, behave, and react to the stimuli around us. I mean, you know that when you meet people within seconds, I like them, don't like them, I should trust them, that instinct, that urge, that feeling, that intuition, whatever you want to call it. And the thing is that shortcut for the brain, it's right most of the time. Not 100%. We go into serial killers that were very nice and people felt very comfortable around them. Obviously, there's something missing either on their radar or they were just really good at it bypassing that radar and knowing how to act and react in certain situations. And here's something interesting. The new research shows that babies display glimmers of consciousness and memory until they're five months old from when they're born 
All these subconscious things are keeping them alive and kicking. The body movements, they're crying, we're hungry, we're not hungry, we're pooping, we're uncomfortable, whatever it is, need some sleep, don't need some sleep. And it really doesn't come to our awareness, all these processes, till we're about five years old. Interesting. So they quote to Daniel Kahneman, actually won a Nobel Prize, wrote the best-selling book, Thinking Fast and Slow, talks about, here's a different word, automatic thought processes. Getting a lot of names here, unconscious, subconscious, caveman brain, reptilian brain, amygdala, automatic thought processes can all fall in the same category. So he describes it that fast, efficient, outside a realm of consciousness awareness is that subconscious or automatic thought processes. Driving a car, negotiating traffic, knowing what a yellow signal means, what a stop sign means. I mean, think about it. Have you ever driven the same route home and all of a sudden you were home and you're like, whoa, 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 yeah, I don't remember the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary thing. That's when you, maybe, and your car were on cruise control. So it's the unconscious that gathers all this information that does the bulk of your thinking, of what you're aware of. So Dr. Morsella of San Francisco State University came to the conclusion that the conscious mind, you might not want to hear this, is just this passive machine running one simple algorithm or I'll call it a formula to receive and serve up what is already analyzed and decided by the unconscious. Did you catch that? I didn't want to hear that. Again, I didn't want sugarcoating this. But he's saying your subconscious mind has already decided, feeds it to the logical mind. And even the logical mind is thinking about it. Your subconscious mind's already decided what you're going to do. You can take what you want from this. I'm just talking about the research. That's crazy to think. You think you're being logical and analyzing it, but your subconscious mind's already decided that ultimately that's what you feel is right and that's what you do. Now, another theory for this is called the passive frame theory. Saying the same thing, that the thought process behind the unconscious brain, below our level awareness, this theory says when the time comes to physically act on a decision, that these inputs from all these subconscious, unconscious processes are integrated to arrive at a decision and then handed over to our conscious part of the brain, enabling us to execute it. Same thing. It's already been decided, but you think you're deciding with your logical brain. Let me back up. When I was researching laws of charisma and talking to successful CEOs, leaders, they wouldn't talk about it unless you brought it up, but they are on the high end. And studies show this too, on the following their intuition, their gut, that feeling, it feels right because there's just too much data to analyze. And it's right most of the time. And if you look at the other studies, making quicker decisions, following that instinct faster, your percent of the success is the same than if you took two weeks to make the same decision. Hmm. Look up the podcast, kind of interesting science there. So again, this unconscious, is there anything that's happened below the radar, under the radar, however you want to call that? So what's interesting about that, Steve Aon, he was in Scientific America, wrote that where we direct our attention, what we remember and the ideas that we possess are all filtered from that subconscious, how we interpretate the current stimuli and past things that have happened to us. So everything around us is affecting it, but even our past decisions, thoughts, interactions, things we've learned is all part of that process too. We know people have been burned in the past are less trusting. You look at children, they're very trusting. They don't have that history of being burned. Now, here's what's interesting. They say we use feeling and emotions as synonyms, right? That they're interchangeable. But emotions are physical and instinctive, and they act instantly, prompting our bodies to react to threat, reward, and everything else in between. 
let me start to tell you about that. Every emotion has a physiological response, releases chemicals into our body. And for some people, it can be addicting. Getting addicted to anger, depression, anxiety. They're getting used to those chemicals in the body. And that becomes their new normal. Then they say that feelings are the conscious experience of the emotional reactions. And the example they give are when we're feeling nervous or irritating because we misinterpreted an emotion that could have been triggered by hunger or maybe even worry. Remember what we talked about last podcast, that we are not thinking creatures that feel, we're feeling creatures that think. And even in success psychology, if you've ever listened to Millionaire Psychology, hey, look it up, it's at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's what's working at night, your subconscious mind. And they say that deep sleep, that subconscious mind is running everything. That's what's working. And that's why people program themselves before sleep. I am wealthy. I am a millionaire. I am. Or have you done this before? You lost something and you were thinking about it before you went to sleep and you woke up knowing exactly where it was. Uh, that's your subconscious mind. And that can be reprogrammed to help you find more success and wealth in your life. When we can put that on another podcast or find it in Millionaire Psychology. So when we get back to the brain, that subconscious, even at night, studies do reveal that this is the time when our brains work at their hardest to find solutions. And so if you can think about your greatest problem before you go to sleep, let your subconscious mind work on it with all that information that it has access to, you can wake up with a solution. Might not happen in the very first night, but keep thinking about it, keep doing it, keep working on it. That's how the brain works. Now, is there a downside to the subconscious, the unconscious? Well, yeah, all those biases, beliefs. Conflicting beliefs, good beliefs, bad beliefs can heavily influence our decisions. If you've been burned a hundred times in your life, maybe you don't trust anybody. That could hurt. Or you see someone who looks similar to someone that's wronged you, that hurt you in the past, you're going to instantly dislike them or distrust them. That could be a downside. So it could be those biases, those misconceptions. And by the way, you cannot not be biased. That's how the brain's programmed. I know that I ruffle some feathers, but that's how we're programmed. You see someone in a black leather jacket. You might have that bias. Oh, be careful. And they might be a good person, but maybe you were wronged by somebody in a black leather jacket, or you saw a movie where the villain wore a black leather jacket. That would be a bias. Other downside for you, it's not going to be perfect. It's right most of the time, but it's not perfect. So there you go. There's your deeper dive into the brain. Hope you found that fascinating. I geek out on this kind of thing. You can use those subconscious triggers. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of how you're standing, amount of eye contact, smells, music, gestures, word choice. That all matters. That's my big message to you. So be more aware of the brain, what's happening below the radar, and make a huge difference in your success. So based on good feedback, we're going to continue our beta promotion of the 111 sales hacks, 90% off. Basically, it goes fast as slow as you want. Three, four-minute video on, hey, here's the subconscious trigger. This is how it's triggered. This is how you use it to be more influential. Pretty simple. Do one a day, one a week, whatever you need to do. So since this is beta, you can't find it on any of my current websites. But if you go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com and hit this podcast, Podcast 454, We'll put the special link there for you, 90% off. It'll rock your world. 111, there's actually more sales hacks or sales subconscious triggers like we talked about today. So you know the drill. Take one thing you learned today, apply it over the next week, use it, master it, become a better negotiator, become more influential, become a better leader, and go out and persuade with power.